Hello and welcome to a special innovationoz.com podcast brought to you in conjunction with InnoFocus Photonics Technology. I'm James Riley, Editorial Director at InnovationOz.com. Today I'm talking to Frank Yao, Chief Executive Officer and Founder at InnoFocus Photonics Technology. Welcome, Frank. Thank you, James. So today we're talking about advanced manufacturing and Australian capability in advanced manufacturing. I mean, it's a very broad term. InnoFocus has been a supporter and sponsor of the Capability Papers and will be at the Capability Papers live event in Canberra. What are we talking about, InnoFocus Photonics Technology? What exactly do you do? We are a Melbourne-based high-tech company. We started in early 2018. The first product we developed was the ultra-fast laser nanofabrication equipment, and we developed the world's first commercialized intelligent automated laser fabrication equipment that can enable the research and industry development of miniature devices and the material properties and giving people the possibility to utilizing the nanofacturing capability to do multiple things in the next way, big wave of the technology development. Okay, well, look, let me drill down into that a bit. First of all, when we're talking about nanofabrication, what are we talking? We're talking atomic scale? Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a good question. If you look at the past 30 years, the rapid emergence of uh, nanomaterials, exemplified by, for example, silicon-based nanochips and nanotechnology, has a, a profound impact on the arrival of the uh, information age. Well, nanomanufacturing involves productions, structures, or devices at nanoscale, which is uh, really tiny. If you look at the Nobel Prize in physics in the past 20 years, basically it's very interesting to find out that the full Nobel Prize in physics are actually in the ultra-fast laser area, which is quite related to the area we are working on. And the nanomanufacturing has revolutionized almost every aspect of our lives, including electronics, biomedical, healthcare, energy, communication, etc. It is regarded as the holy grail of the advanced manufacturing. However, today's conventional nanomanufacturing capability, I say conventional because it has been there in the industry for years, although it is relatively new for the human being. But the traditional way has its limitations, such as high cost. It needs a very sophisticated equipment to manufacture devices, and they have a very limited yield and high cost. So again, I mean, the human society need to find itself as at a crossroad of seeking the next advancement of the nanomanufacturing capabilities. So just to be clear, like what exactly are we talking about? We talk often about miniaturization. We all know about Moore's law. We know about transistors on silicon. Now that would seem to be about to butt up against physical constraints. To be more clear, I, I understand where our question came from, James. I believe I talked to many people in the industry and outside the industry. Now people have confusion, have questions. It is good to have questions to not explain it in a scientific way. So if you look at today's manufacturing, basically ablation, cutting, welding, or 3D printing, basically what they are doing is cutting, reshaping, and restructure but different materials into different uh, shapes or, or structures. However, the 
photonics-based nano manufacturing capability, which we are building, is not only on the advancement of nano manufacturing to reshape things, but also to introduce either a two-dimensional or a three-dimensional structures into any kind of materials that is exist in the world. By introducing an arbitrary design of three-dimensional structure at nanoscale into any kind of material, starting from polymer to glass, crystal, silicon metal, graphene, uh, sapphire, diamond, etc., people are able to create new characteristics of the material, including physical characteristics, chemical, biomedical, mechanical, etc. So because we are working on a nano scale, it means we can create new material properties, meaning creating new materials. So if you look at the human's history, the manufacturing capabilities and the creation of a new material functionalities have been aligned with our civilization purpose. So in terms of use cases, it literally could be across anything from biomedical to chemical to computing to... Yes. For example, to just name a few of the use cases so that uh, people can understand even clearer, InnoFocus has developed the nanofabrication equipment together with a homatology in-situ characterization equipment that can be used for the nanofabrication polymer and any kind of materials to create uh, miniature photonic devices. What is the benefit of uh, you know, developing the, the photonic devices? Because if, for example, taking communication sensing, for instance, if you look at today's industry, every high tech we are using are based on the silicon-based technology. Well, the Moore's law is coming to an end in the next five to 10 years. Uh, what is the next way possible to create further good performance equipment or devices to, let's say, have better bandwidth, higher speed, lower power consumption, but most importantly, do not generate heat. And this is, so the photonics tape set, you know, we call the integrated photonic tapes, are a ideal device, miniature device, it's called the next generation of optical computing, optical sensing, optical storage, or even the future quantum computing. And some other Use case could be because we are able to develop three-dimensional nanoscale structures, meaning we're not only focusing on the optical communication or sensing that in this area, but we can create new materials. So, for example, we have developed a self-cooling ultrasound film with a nanostructure on top of the film, which can, you know, number one, reflect the UV and visible light, but also emit the heat underneath this film so it can be used as a electricity free cooling film that can be attached to various products to reduce the internal temperature without power consumption it has been now used in logistics in seafood packaging in pill box we see broad application once we have a photonic based manufacturing nanomanufacturing capability that can enable miniature devices can enable new material properties. And when I talk about this, I always get very passionate. I'm talking to Frank Yao, Chief Executive Officer and Founder of InnoFocus Photonics Technology. 
company was set up in Melbourne 2018. I think you had a, a long kind of 25 years in the telecommunications sector all over the world. Just tell us about how you came to be in Melbourne, you know, focused on photonics. Yeah, well, I have been in the IT and telecom world for a long time, almost before I set up this uh, high-tech startup company in Melbourne. The life has been good because I enjoy integrating industry solutions using hardware, software, new manufacturing capabilities, processes, and try to collect a talent's skill set and create some value solution to the industry. And aligned with my career path, and I realized that, uh, you know, what is the next generation of a high-tech solution that can benefit the human being? And I realized, for example, taking the optical, taking the communication as an example, people have realized their solution by optical transmission. However, when the signals come to the processing end or the computing end, it is electronics again. So I believe the optical and photonics is the next big thing. But we need to have the manufacturing capability or metrology characterization capability, meaning measurement, of the photonic tips or optical devices. Because the current semiconductor business is all two-dimensional structures, although they have some processing to improve the capacity. However, if compared with the photonics world, it is the 2D versus 3D. So photonics world is by nature, you know, much more advanced than the electronic world. So I started an idea to develop some intelligent manufacturing machine that can help people to overcome their hurdle, the development hurdle of manufacturing something two-dimensional to three-dimensional, improve the capacity. This is where this dream came from. And uh, I have combined a batch of experts, engineers in AI vision, software engineering, photonics, machinery, automation control, etc. Code the, the software and uh, you know develop the mechanical structures, etc. By myself, it was a very quite uh, happy journey because I'm a fan of technology and science, and also my experience in the past of building solutions and products, either to B or to C products, made me a, a good access to the new development. Okay, well, tell me, it's a big jump into a, your own startup, you know, in Melbourne, so. It's just a completely different beast, right? So talk me through how you've built the company, where you are now in terms of numbers of staff. What do you look like? You've got a production facility. You've got a bunch of researchers and you collaborate with a bunch of different institutions. Yeah, I'd like to say, James, it is a very exciting journey. Starting from like 2018, I organized a small team developing the products. We uh, analyze the industry requirement. We try to do a lot of uh, gap analysis, and we find out what is the most important thing of developing a fully automated, easy to use, and easy to learn machine. Because previously, the direct laser writing capability has been in different uh, research institutes uh, in different parts of the world. A lot of scientists and researchers, they just develop very fundamental functions, direct laser writing, just to satisfy their own research topics. However, there's no such kind of commercialized equipment that can 
be easy to use and fast and can fabricate large area of uh, devices or materials. We started from there. And then the COVID came and uh, it was a good time for us to be more dedicated in research and development of product. And yes, we developed our nano lab laser fabrication system very successfully. And we had some sales for equipment and services to China, uh, Singapore, US, and Australia as well. Then the business survived and we keep on developing new product, new equipment. And by developing the equipment, it enabled us to use the manufacturing capability of this equipment to produce new devices and to try new materials. And we are very lucky that we got a lot of uh, awards from, for example, from Engineer Australia, from Australia, where the uh, finalists and runner of uh, Australian Technology Competition in 2022. We are a member of AMTL, the Australian Manufacturing Technology Institute, and also we our product has been certified by Australian Made Campaign. Yeah, so we got more encouraged by all these awards. And then I realized because we are doing an enabling manufacturing capability, it's no way for us to close the door and do the research ourselves. Then I established a customer innovation practice center, we call CIPC, meaning several open labs in our facilities. Although at that moment we have just uh, 200 square meters, you know, labs, office, but you know, we open up the door to more industries and we found out there are so many industry needs and challenges, whether in the field of intelligent automated precision machining or in the innovation of miniature devices and nanomaterials properties. So that this made us so excited. For example, James, we developed some immersive sensing system for the aged care prompt rescue, meaning the name is a little bit complicated, but if you look at the data of the old people falling down every year in Australia and died, there are more than a thousand. So how we can build some sensing system to help people identify the aged people falling down and help them. And also we developed the cooling film, as I mentioned before. This cooling film has been used for food preservation packaging, has been used for energy storage system to protect the batteries and lower the temperature of the battery to save energy cost. And the cooling solution for sea freight logistic containers, which we are doing the prototyping now, and we developed digital ID, meaning we introduced a miniature structure into the Australian grown pearl and to do the anti-counterfeiting solution because a lot of the pearls selling in the global market, Australian made, actually, actually fade. Again, so basically a lot of a very cool solution are generated by our customer innovation and practice center. Now we have moved to Heidelberg West, north of Melbourne, extended to a 1,000 square meter new office and labs. We call it Nano Manufacturing Plant, NMP. Hopefully, the open collaboration with the industry, research institute, or government sectors will be more successful. Can I just ask, in terms of numbers of employees and money raised, have you taken on VC? Are you how are you doing that? Yeah, we've touched base a lot of uh, venture capital organization, some funding bodies sponsored by the Australian government as well. Yes, we haven't go funding at the moment. You know, I myself in, invested 
they, they cash into the development of business. And by selling some equipment or products, we make the company survive and keep the R&D going on. But yes, we are at a very critical moment, not only to open the door to the industry to broaden our application and scale up this company, but also because we are a heavy asset R&D company, yes, we do need funding. So that's why we are open to any venture capital funding options. And also we are talking to some experts in the national stock exchange market to find options of uh, making bigger noise so that we can really uh, carry on more collaborations. Okay. And then in terms of the innovation ecosystem is that term, right? But in terms of the support structures for a local company setting up in a field like yours, it's not for the faint-hearted, as you say, it's asset intensive and all that. So who have you kind of partnered with? Have you gone out to CRCs or universities or gone through industry programs? Yeah, yeah. Very good question, James. Because after we developed the equipment, we got to find the user of the equipment. And also we want to find the good users can use our equipment to further develop new products. So that's why we collaborated with ARC. From ARC, we developed a collaboration relationship with uh, Spinden, with uh, RMIT. And also we are a industry partner under the Future Food System CRC, providing thin film technology to them to build the smart farming solution. Yes, and also we hope we can be more successful in the upcoming CRCP project. And we are now planning some next big wave of advocating Australia, building the sovereign nano-manufacturing capabilities, the photonic space manufacturing capability, and to build some CRC program so that we can pioneer. I mean, Australia can pioneer the photonic-based manufacturing capability in the world. I do see a good possibility. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't it? Like Australia has had an incredibly rich history in photonics research yeah. in various fields, right? So you would think it would be great to capitalize on that kind of expertise. Realistically, looking at the manufacturing sector here, the skills available, the access to markets, all of those things, how realistic is it to build an industry as you describe in this country? Are we needing to kind of target specific areas of this industry? Or do you think there's a broad-based application here that we should be ambitious about? Yeah, James, I think this is a perfect question because I have been struggling with my product and marketing team to identify the feasible opportunities. When we talk about the photonic space nanomanufacturing capability that Australia can lead the world, we are not saying we do everything, but we need to establish a strategy and execute it in a very feasible and uh, professional way. But if you look at Australia's innovation history, we are never lack of innovation. And we have very good industry base in terms of cyber and quantum computing. We have very good industry base of biomedical and also resource and food and agriculture. So I believe the development of photonic space, nanomanufacturing equipment, and also the miniature devices at nanoscale, and also the nanomaterials that enable new characteristics of uh, new materials, this can give the information technology like future quantum computing worlds. 
a very good foundation. For example, the fiber bra、uh, we have made today, the optical waveguide we have made today, it looks like a optical and、uh, miniature photonic devices. However, they are the fundamental components of the not far away future quantum computing. When we talk about the quantum computing, it, it is not only the software, the hours, the the all the system, but it shall be based on some hardware. The hardware shall be miniature, sorry, shall be portable. Otherwise, we cannot afford a, a big building like the the computer、uh, many years ago. And if you look at the biomedical world, definitely、uh, Melbourne and Australia are leading in the world. However, how to accelerate the iteration of the new medicine, vaccine, or catalyst development? There's a concept and approach of their R&D called lab on a chip. We can develop micro and nano fluidic devices to make the manufacturing process much much easier than the traditional way. One stop process, easy to be fabricated, easy to be characterized, and to enable the development. And、uh, in terms of resources, food and agriculture, cooling film can be just one example. But there are more materials. For example, the solar thermal heating materials. After a design and fabrication of nanostructure surface, these are all happening. For instance, we are collaborating with a list company in Hong Kong, trying to attach our cooling film on the solar panel. To cool the solar panel temperature, and eventually to improve the solar electricity conversion efficiency, the application is so broad. And I believe the quantum computing, we are AR, biomedical resources, and food and agriculture logistics. They are all the strengths of Australia. What we are doing is to build a nanomanufacturing platform. Hopefully, in the very very Quick future to build that enabling manufacturing platform. Okay, I'm going to start winding up. I'm talking to Frank Yao, the Chief Executive Officer and founder at InnoFocus Photonics Technology. You're obviously very passionate about this area, right? So we can hear that when you go out into the industry and talking to some of the government leaders, you get the impression that people are getting on board and can see the potential for this. To be, you know, the manufacturing industry to be returned in a very high tech way. Yeah, there are some good things, and there are something we need to improve. Once we have established the one thousand square meter nano manufacturing facility here in Melbourne, we、uh, have more and more people from the、uh, scientific research world, the industry leaders, and the government sectors are visiting us, and by introducing and let them to feel and. In touch face, all these tangible things, the equipment, devices, they understand. Oh, yes, this is something really cool, and we can do it. However, I think there's a little bit education journey we still need to carry on to make sure everybody understand this is something we can build for Australia, and we are happy to be advocate for that because when we talk about reinvent manufacturing at nano scale, we really mean first try to advance the manufacturing capability for traditional industries. And also to revolutionize the photonic space nanomanufacturing capabilities and open up new markets. I believe we need some time to build that community, that understanding, and create that culture. Frank, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us for this podcast.
I'm going to wish you all the best. I hope it all goes well. Thank you, Jaime. Cheers, James.